Hey, this is the mayor of the Airways. How are you doing? Another beautiful day in paradise. And we have a, a few folks here from the Theater Guild. And, of course, we have Mary uh, Pellegri- Pelle- Palermo. Palermo. And I believe I was in Palermo, but is that a place that has, it's like a little inlet, and they have the restaurants around the edge and the multicolored buildings? And Well, I have never been to Palermo, actually. Well, you have to go. Okay. Are you Italian? No, or? I'm Irish. I oh, married an Italian. Oh, you married an Italian. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, and we also have Casey McBride. Good morning, Casey McBride. Good morning. Nice to see you ladies here. Well, thanks for having us. And the uh, they are both uh, stars in the new show at Theater Guild, which is called? Calendar Girls. And we have the director himself here, and he is Art... Pingree? Pingree is fine. Hi. It's close enough. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Now, I got up at 9 o'clock, and I was saying to the ladies... <laughs> I'm I sorry. Says, <laughs> yeah, I says, no actor in his right mind gets up at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, if they, don't, they don't function. They function at 9 o'clock at night, but never a.m. You know, think about this. So the next time you guys are coming over, we can always schedule this for 11 o'clock. There are other times it doesn't have to be. You know, talk to John about that. Make oh, it yeah. more convenient for yourself. Sure. Of course, I see the ladies all looking... Oh, Very yeah. pretty this morning. I'm thinking, it used to be, you know, I've been doing this 28 years, and we, we once had a dance troupe in here of kids, but, really? was, but it was radio. Yeah. And now it's <laughs> changed, so it's not like everybody asks, uh, is, is there going to be video? Yes, there is. Oh, boy. It changes oh, the whole cool. game, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Uh, the, well, I'm okay. I wake up like this. All right. Who's the gal that does the ads for... Um, for rooms to go, Cindy Crawford. Now her aunt lives in town here, and so I remember one time Cindy Crawford said, "I wish I looked like Cindy Crawford when yeah. I got up." <laughs> yeah. That was pretty honest of her, you know. So anyway, today's makeup does wonderful things. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I just wish we had video when I was young and good looking. Yeah, you know, people say, you know, people say, "How are you doing, Art?" I say, "Well, I got up today." <laughs> yeah. That's a start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could say some other things, but we have women present yeah, too. So I, I, know. I gotta wash my mouth too during rehearsal. <laughs> so, so I'm a New Yorker. I'm from. I'm from. He's laughing. Uh, I'm a. I'm a New Yorker yes. from upstate New York, Poughkeepsie. You're a New Yorker. Where are you from? I was. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we won't hold that against you. I know, but uh, I went to New York 1969. And I did a couple of industrial shows, and then I decided, well, I'm going to do this thing full-time. So I went to, quote-unquote, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Wow. And I went up there in 1970. I graduated two years, and I just kind of made it a career out of it. You know, I was never a big, quote-unquote, but uh, I can go out now and still buy a beer. And not be harassed, you mean? Pardon me? And not be harassed. (laughs) Yeah, not be harassed. (laughs) But, but, um, uh... Anyway, so theater, what was I going to say? I'm still waking up, too. I need my coffee. Thanks for my coffee, Mr. B. Good morning, Mr. B. So, and where are you from? Actually, you, and by the way, that's KC. Yes. Um, actually, I'm from a little tiny town in northern Michigan called Traverse City. Oh. And yeah. I moved down here next month is two years. Oh, two years? You've only been here two I've years? I've only been here two years. And how did you find Vero Beach? Well, actually, my husband was a golf pro over at Johns Island years ago. Okay. And he got took a pro job up in northern Michigan where we met, mm-hmm. and we just always kept coming down here, yeah. loved Vero Beach, and finally 
Um, it snowed three feet in one day in northern Michigan, <laughs> and we put the house on the market the next day. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, there was a lady from Michigan who got me to come here. I was uh, I was on the I was flown. I used to do patriotic concerts. And I was flown to the other side of Florida to do a patriotic concert, and I was done hanging out and uh, near Sarasota. And this Catholic lady who has nine children, eight that are living, said, well, and I had a breakup with a young lady. So anyway, she, I was kind of licking my wounds. She said, well, why don't you come to Haiti and feed the hungry? And I'd already been to Africa. So I know that when you're hurting, that's the time to give. So I went to Haiti with her and her and some of her children. Then when we got back two weeks later, they said, well, we're going to go to a place called Vero Beach and have dinner with our, our brother. who I think he lived at John's Island and was... Um, it was Jack Baker's lobster, Shani, and left. And three years later, I'm coming down from Nashville, decided to stop in, and one thing led to another, and that's how I found. So if I hadn't donated my services to feed the hungry in Haiti, I wouldn't be here. So I think it's kind of, you know, a little just thing that took place. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from New York. Oh, uh, you too? Yep. Long Island, actually. I grew up in Queens and raised my family in Rockville Center, Long Island. But I did study in New York um, oh. Acting and yeah, that's why. You, so you, because you don't sound like New York. No, no, no. What's the matter with you right away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of you know. Because my, I remember my growing up. My grandmother said, "Ain't sure her English wasn't that proper." My mother was very proper. She was a, a um, what do you call it, a fashion model down in New York City. And I said, "How come you speak so well, Mom?" And she said, "Well, I worked very hard at it." Mm-hmm. So I wanted. Have you had to work hard? At not sound, you know, Long Island. Yeah. How do they talk? Is that something? I think well, something. yeah, it's a little exaggerating, yeah, but it's, yeah. exaggerating. Yeah. it's there. I grew well, like I said, I grew up in Pittsburgh. They have an accent. Do they? Oh yes, and uh, there's certain words that say like "use guys going downtown." Oh yes, that type of thing. And for a while there, I really had to concentrate as far as you know, and watching what I say, etc., yeah. etc. Et in fact, I stopped at a gas station way back when in Baltimore, and I said, you know. Fellow up to da 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 da. He said, "Boy, you're from Pittsburgh, aren't you?" Wow! And it's just nailed like, that. Yeah, yeah. And if you see, uh, uh, well, the, well, I'm a Steeler fan. Sorry, people, but I'm a Steeler <laughs> fan. <laughs> and they're not doing too good this year, but they're not doing that bad. But you see those people in, 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 in the crowds and everything. I mean, these guys are ladies. They're steel workers. And my father worked the oh, mill for yeah. years. Uh, I grew up in the '40s during the war and all that and you know it, I, I remember those days I remember looking at a newspaper when I was four or five years old big red banner headlines you know such and such and whenever she says Palermo that was a big site of some of the major fighting you know yeah. in, in World War II yeah. that's why I'm a big fan of uh, uh, like all those I don't want to call them war movies, but that era, the men and women of that particular time, I mean, what they did and how they did it and went back. I had a very close friend. His father, he, uh, he was in the Navy. He, he was the guy in the back of the plane, like, you know, like, uh, President, like uh, General uh, Bush. Remember, he uh, torpedo plane yeah. and all that. He was in the back. He did 25 missions. Wow. Uh, in fact, he even said, uh, the, my captain said, you want to go up again? So he did two more uh, missions. He came home, Italian guy, married an English gal, and went back to being a butcher. And that's all they had. You know, when they came back, went to postmen, or whatever the case may be, they picked up their lives. I'm sure in the back of their mind there was a lot of injury, but they picked up where they left off. And there was a strength there that I, I always uh, admired. You know, yeah, um, if it wasn't for our heroes, 
uh, I, I'm a high school dropout, so I've overcompensated through the years by 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 having having a deep interest. Probably why I'm a talk host because I'm curious and trying sure. to make compensate, and that never ends once you need it uh, or think you need it. And then um, World War II, so I watch a lot of World War II movies, watch a lot of documentaries, read books about it, and you know, I mean, we were we were so close that we to, to us speaking German. Oh, I mean, this yes. guy was like the devil incarnate. Matter of fact, if I'd been alive, then I would have thought he was the uh, the Antichrist. I mean, I think I then very in in many aspects he was, uh, and unfortunately, people saw that. Uh, whether it came from you know the Far East, uh, as a matter of fact, I was in the army back then. Were you? 58, 59, 60. I went. Uh, I ended up in Korea right after the war, and it was still beat up. And I went to Japan for R and R and all this other, but there was still a little type, little animosity there. You know, you kind of. Oh, oh. It was just a short time after the war ended, and guys running around in uniform, they still had a stigmatism about it. You know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, I remember I landed in Germany a few years ago, and I got off. I was on a cruise ship, on going up and down the Baltic. And we visited nine different nations. When I landed in Germany, I was really kind of pissed off at the people, and I said, "Rhett, these these weren't even babies back then. You know, <laughs> it's time to you know forgive and move on." But it's like uh, the atrocities were, and how do a people? How do people get to deceive like that? But, uh, but speaking of uh, of uh, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem Steel, sure, you know, and that's uh, I don't know if you ladies are aware of this, but. Um, uh, we were talking about the buoyancy that you saw in the in our World War II heroes, and my my uncle lives out west of town. My my aunt just died a year ago, and he's he's pretty much alone. We love him. Uh, he's ninety five, but and he was uh, he was with the guys that built the roads and stuff in the war. But anyway, he has a buoyancy. They both did. The, everybody from that generation is sort of like a if you have, what's the the rudder on a sailboat? They, you can tip them over. They come right back up. I know. I, I just I, I envy that they're just they walk into a room and it lights up. Well, of course, well, it lit I'm, up with you two this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. I'm a, a farm believer. I walked in the door and said, "Whoa!" <laughs> I walk in every night at rehearsal. And I go, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do they have me and two of him? What are they going to do tonight? Speaking of that, what is the show about? Well, uh, being the director, I think we should defer that to the ladies because okay. it is their show. Uh, and I'm just a kind of a traffic director. You know, go here, go there. You're a guy hiding in the background. Boy, I'm telling oh, you, I'm hiding hide. in the background. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> likes to say he's hiding. Uh, yeah. He's not but hiding. I think coming from them, a, a woman's point of view, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, let's put it this way. I've directed, this is the fifth woman's show. Uh, they're all different, but they have a philosophy that you kind of, and I'm, I was offered the first first all-woman show, and I said, how the heck am I going to do this? You know? I was at a Christmas party way back when. Yeah. I went out to the kitchen just to get a bite to eat. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, there's a bevy of five ladies at the same table. And they're yakety-yakety-yakety, man. I'm just looking, just eating and eating. They're talking to ladies across the room. And they're having this conversation back and forth, back mm -hmm. and forth. And I said, hell, if I can sit through this, I can sit through a rehearsal of a lady <laughs> show. You know, yeah. That's yeah. how it all started. I'm wondering if you find it easier. I, I, I honestly, in the professional world, find it easier to work with females than I do guys, generally. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. And if you really appreciate the way they work, not their philosophy, but just the way they communicate, uh, you know, you hear, well, women against women and, and little animosity there, but it's not. Mm. It's not. The queen they gather, bee effect they, they talk about. Yeah. yeah, they gather, 
their forces for a particular reason, a show or something like that. And it's surprising how they'll group together and just try and do the best they can. Well, thank God it. for women or we wouldn't be here. Because well, mm-hmm. I tell you what, again. if men had to give birth, I don't think there'd be many people. <laughs> Shut your mouth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. So let's uh, let, we'll start, we'll start. Let's start with Casey. Okay. Casey, what what's the title? What's your um, who are you playing? I play Celia okay. in Calendar Girls. Um, she is a she's a fun gal, and she's a trophy wife. But I didn't believe that she actually came from money. She married into money, and she has a lot. She's much more comfortable, much more herself when she gets to be around the, this group of women um, in the Women's Institute called the WI. And I don't know if anybody knows, but this is actually based on a true story. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. What is that story? Yes, a group of, of women who belong to the WI over in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. They. One of the um, wives lost their husband to leukemia, and this was in the back in the nineties. And so, in honor of him, they wanted to raise money to buy a couch or a settee for the uh, family room at the hospital in which she died. So they decided that they would pull their resources, get together, and they created a calendar. To raise the money, most of their calendars oh. up until that point had been, you know, bridges and uh, churches, things like that, that didn't sell very well. <laughs> yeah. So these, this well, you couldn't group, even say I was pregnant on I Love Lucy, you no, know. So. Right, right. And this, you couldn't even sleep in the same bed. No, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. My early Mary Tyler Moore show or Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Not to not to ruin her dictation. No, no that's fine. People that's don't fine. know. But it's Sit. like in the yeah. old movies, you know, when it came to quote unquote a sexual scene. It never showed it. No. The camera panned away, and the curtains were blowing this way and that way, and the music sounded a little bit, and boom, that was it. Because mm-hmm. you knew what they were doing. You, yeah. know? you didn't have to express it. So our calendars used to be trucks and, uh, and mountains <laughs> right. and uh, pools. Right. And well, these these rivers. women got together, and they're, they're all middle-aged and older women, and they got together and decided to, to do a quote-unquote nude <laughs> calendar. Nude? Not only to, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know. Very it's just mean, uh, in that day, it would mean yeah, lingerie. Yeah. No. 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 Covered, no. covered with props. With props that... Oh, that hid a little bit here and there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. and um, this calendar blew up. So can we expect to... Uh, Yes, can we expect, expect to, yes, you to bear yes. it all? <laughs> With props. I want tickets to this show. <laughs> <laughs> With props. Um, We're selling out fast. Yes, we, we are. Yeah. We, the old we guys. are. And actually, one of the lines in the play is that naked involves detail. Nudity involves suggestion. Yes. Yes. So this group of women, this calendar just blew up. And sold, I mean, it went worldwide. Really? And they raised not yeah. only enough to build, to get this settee for the family room, they raised enough, um, it was almost, it ended up being in U.S. dollars, a little over $6 million. Wow. And they built an entire wing dedicated to this husband at, wow. at the hospital. Yes. And the thing is, I remember, I was, it was had to be 2000, I was watching one of the morning talk shows, the Good Morning America or Today or something like that, and they had these women on there yeah. from the calendar. Oh. And I'm watching it, and I, and I honestly thought, 
That's what I, I want to be, these women, when I get to be that age. Had absolutely no idea. Of course, I'd be actually playing one on, in the theater. Yeah. But I was amazed by these women. Now, you know, you might consider this one. When, this gives you a great opportunity. You know, it's a very, you know, crowdfunding being what it is today. You know, maybe when people are walking in, you could pick a certain, a certain, um, a certain non-for-profit. And as people are, uh, are handed out to all the tickets and say, by the way, at the end of the show, and then on the show end, say, by the way, we gave you these things. And, and they'll, maybe they'll be touched. And they could do the, they could make a donation on the way out or something. I don't know. Just a thought. No, it is a, it is a nice yeah. thought. Uh, yeah. Who would you do? Or, or you could just do it for the for the. You know, but I think maybe it should be something medical or something, just like it was for this. Well, guy. I think they uh, someone had uh, told me that um, Betty White passed away. Yeah. And she was a dog person. And I think uh, my wife she does volunteer work for the uh, Humane Society. Humane Society. Yeah. And someone was suggesting I don't know if it's true or not if you would. Donate five dollars in her name. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? And if a lot of people did that, the money that would be generated sure. for that cause or sure. for whatever you want to call it. But it's that's well. That's that's why I admire about this younger generation the crowdfunding. Now, Mary, we don't want to ignore Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, what Mary. part do you play? I play Annie. I'm the wife of the gentleman oh, that died so you play from the wife. leukemia. So yes. you have to do the grieving and do I the... do yes and. Um, like Casey, I mean, I, I think the story itself is just so, so fun, you know, that this group of women said, yeah, let's try it. And never thinking it would go any further than their town, and it went worldwide. This but really happened. It, it really happened. Really happened. Yeah. That's a while now. Are you, did you, uh, were you part of the calendar, too, or? I am. Oh, as the wife, so mm -hmm. you, yeah. Yep. Wow, and so. I just have to sit back and look at it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put that thing here. Art put promised us in the beginning that <laughs> it would be tastefully done, and he has kept his promise. Is it a comedy? It is a comedy, and I hate the word to use, the poignant moments and all that, but there is a reality there that has to be recognized because it is a true story. And so you just can't gloss over that. Uh, you have to bring out those little small details. There is sadness. But there is happiness. Who wrote the Goodbye Girl? Who was? Who wrote the Goodbye Girl? Oh, who's boy, the playwright? You got me going. He was oh. making, I remember back when I was a kid, he was making forty thousand dollars a week. Not he was Neil a, Simon. Yes. Yeah. 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 Neil Simon. Yeah. And he said, I remember reading an, an article on him in the New York Times, and he said, uh, if you make them laugh, then you have the privilege to make them cry. That's exactly and right. And if you watch it, it works. I bet you it's written that way, right? Oh, you yeah. make a ha-ha-ha, and then you, that people open up, and then they step right inside. Of course, of course, they say that comedy is tragedy plus time. Comedy is very difficult to do. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. When you do comedy, and the play is structured as such, mm -hmm. uh, it's... It, it's a different kind of control. Say, for instance, you're doing a drama. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, there's ongoing dialogue, the da 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 da. But also, as this story represents, there's levity, there's comedy there, and that's built in for a reason, to relieve that tension. Because I'll tell you, some of the scenes are very poignant. Talk about quote unquote death wow. due to cancer, wow. and I think, and especially the the generation that lives here in Vero. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. They can identify perfect, with that. Perfect audience. Yeah, and just to have that little relief, or comedy. If you laugh 
and the husband says, I told you so, that's going to happen. You know, mm. it, it's the idea of making in comedy the audience smarter than you are. Never take advantage of that opportunity. So if you try and make or you try as an actor to be smarter than the audience, because they're the judge, they say either, yeah, they like it or they don't like it. But if you go with that premise, which these ladies do, always stick to our game plan no matter what, because every audience is different, mm -hmm. you can't lose. But if people really go and really, I shouldn't say study drama, but there is that built-in factor of laughter. And that's that release to saying, okay, I'm ready for the next moment. And I think you'll find that in this play, it has its moments, but yet it has its laughter, too. Now, you have experience in showbiz. Do you have experience in showbiz? Actually, I do not. This is your first? Um, no, I started at the Theater Guild. I had never done a play, never done you know any kind of acting, and went to an audition just to see what would happen. Mm -hmm. And I ended up at the Theater Guild. I got my first role a year ago. The, actually, when we open, will be exactly a year. Well. And so I've done... Uh, Two other plays at the Theater Guild in this past year. This is my third one this year. Now, how about you, Mary? This is my first time with the Theater Guild, but um, yes, I have done work <coughs> in New York, um, a couple of off-Broadway shows. I also did a one-woman show um, singing at Don't Tell Mama in New York and the Laurie mm -hmm. Beachman Theater in New York. Um, I studied uh, with Alice Feeback, who is was very good friends with Uta Hagen. She worked under Uta Hagen. Um, Neighborhood Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NHB. So you lived in New York City. And you lived in New York City. Yeah, 40 and some you, years. And where did you live uh, before you came? Oh, Michigan. Northern Michigan. Michigan. So, well, see, I'm a New Yorker, so I can, you know, the, uh, the hubbub. I'm not sure how New York has survived this whole COVID thing, though. Because now, unless you have a card, you can't get into restaurants, and everybody wants to control everybody, and these people don't want to get it, and these people do want to get it, and oh, oh my God. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. But uh, I Personally, I'm glad I'm out of there. I mean, yeah, I love this city. I really did. I, I used to do a Radio to City Musical every Christmas oh, with my yeah. grandmother, who lived in Yonkers. Yes. I mean, you, it, New York, to me, was a, a love-hate relationship. Yeah. You either love it. Yeah. Or you don't live in. But it's mm -hmm. the one city that you can get up in, a, in 3 o'clock midnight or whatever. Yep. There's always some place to go if you can't sleep. And there is the, there's the head thing, too, because you say, well, I love New York because I've got Radio City Musical and I've got Broadway. And I go, well, when's the last time you went to a Broadway show? <laughs> um, I don't know, eight years ago. It's the perception, too. Um, so, uh, anyway. Yeah, and $800 a ticket's a big perception, too. <laughs> it's insane. It's just insane. I know, but that's the name of the game. Unfortunately, eight hundred dollars for a ticket. I know, a lot of stuff. Uh, they're doing a lot of revivals too. Why? Because things are not written like they should in the olden days. And the olden days, where they put on a play, it was new, it was fresh. But everything the way it is today, communication, something can happen around the world. Two two hours later, it's on your television. So we become immune to certain things, certain tragedies, because it's like, well, it's like, it's, it was nothing new. So consequently, nothing is really being written or fresh or new. So, so, no, so, so did you do something else for a living in New York, or did you, did you just act, or? Uh, well, I was a stay-at-home mom. Oh, you were a stay-at-home mom, yeah, okay. and then I... Um, in New York City? On Long Island. Oh, oh Long Island, so you traveled back yes. and forth, okay. Mm -hmm. 
and then um, I cared for my mom who had Alzheimer's for a few years. Mm. How was that? That was tough. It was very. How tough. many years did she have it? Um, total of four. She lived with me for three, and <clears throat> it was tough on my family. But um, you know, toward the end, I was always grateful when she ended up going into a nursing home for the last few months of her life because I said that I was able to love her again. You know, because mm. when she was living with me, I had young children, and it was difficult. It was difficult because she wasn't my mother anymore. She was mm. angry. And, and then the nasty. burden, once they die, then you've got this guilt on your shoulders, like, why should I feel so emancipated? But right. nobody prepares you. Exactly. At, uh, you know, it's just like, I always use the analogy of uh, you're riding on a bus, and... Um, uh, you 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 got the band behind you know the old jazz band with the horns and everything and traveling in the night going to the next town and all of a sudden you come to a four way and there's you know uh, a blinking red light there and the bus stops and says all right Palmer you get out here and you and you get and then the bus drives off in the middle of the night and you're left at these four corners and that's why it went, no one prepares you for taking you know when my mom died I remember the next door neighbor came by. And my mom had an aneurysm, so she died within 15 minutes. We already knew she had it, but uh, but it was out west of town here. And um, a lady who was a realtor came by, and I don't know, a few days later or whatever, and she says, well, you should be very thankful. My, my mother had Alzheimer's for 12 years, wow. and every day I prayed she would die. Yeah. And so I mean, it, would, it would have destroyed me to, oh, my gosh. So even yeah. four years are going through. and It's uh, a terrible thing because you do pray for them to die, and, and then you feel that guilt. Yeah. Um, like, no, I don't want my mom to die, but no. she wasn't my mom anymore, you no, know. No. But so well. after that, I said, um, you know, it's my time. I've taken care of people all these years. It's my time. What do I want to do with my life? And I've always wanted to be an actress. I mean, my brothers will tell you that I've been acting since I was two. <laughs> um, and I took a chance and went in um, to the city. I met a few people and gratefully I started with a very very strong um, vocal coach and he saw the actor in me you know he said your singing is fine he said you know you, you enjoy it and you're good at it he said but you are obviously an actor and you need to be wow. a good acting teacher and he hooked me up with Alice Spivak who's she's coached Wow. Everybody that you've ever heard of in, in movies. And the theater. talent is rare, but they say more rare is talent that recognizes talent. Boy, you can say that again. Yeah. That's why I'm so efficient as a director. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you all for coming over. Now, the show is starting uh, uh, when? What's Wednesday the, date? the 12th. Wednesday, Wednesday the 12th. Yes. And you've been working on this, I bet you, for a couple of months already. November 1, we started. Wow. And uh, So over two months now. Well... It wasn't steady. Well, no, let's put it this way. Uh, people have lives of their own. Yeah. And when you get involved in community theater, they do things during the day. So they were only rehearsing at night for mm. a few hours, mm -hmm. a few days a week. Mm. But what they have accomplished in that short time is amazing. What's well, amazing. And also, have you noticed uh, that when you when you do a show together, I did a show in college, but you will never forget the people you did it oh, with. Oh, yeah. never. It, it's, I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it's because you're making yourself vulnerable. I don't know what the situation is, but it's like family, right? Yeah, oh, and that absolutely. was actually my, my reason for joining, for auditioning for the show was that I'm not a golfer. I don't play tennis. We've only been down here for two years. 
and I wanted to meet people that were my kind of people sure. and what a blessing this has been. I mean, the, the group of women here are so dedicated, so so good to each other. How did you find Vero, you and your husband? Um, a friend of mine actually lived down here, and I came to visit her. Oh, so there's always somebody, it's so the family. Always and, you know, 80% of the people will never leave an area because because they have family. You know, they have grandchildren or whatever, and they want to, you know, the family. And so to escape, I feel very lucky to escape. I was in Troy, New York, right before I came here, and I just had one too many. Do you know the, the Hudson Valley area gets 284 days on average of inclement weather every year? 284. I was just on the phone with my friend from Clifton Park. He said, we haven't seen the sun in two weeks up in Albany, I New York. It, yeah. And uh, that's the way it used to be. It just comes over, and I had that sad syndrome, and I was always begging and praying to God, please get me to Florida, get me to Florida. And uh, and we have over 300 days of pure, unadulterated sunshine here in Vero Beach, Florida. And so. I lived in a five-flight walk-up, which was 72 <laughs> stairs. <laughs> well, that's why you're going to live to be 120. I know. And it, it just so happens now I only have to go up three stairs. So I told my wife, I said, what, 72 versus three? Figure mm -hmm. it out for yourself. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Although people do live longer where you have stairs. I, I, I rented a place up in Vermont this past summer, and I'm, I'm bulky. I'm a little overweight. I'm trying to work on that with the new year and everything. But I, found, I at first I got there, and we had – it's a – you know, uh, an inn. We sure. had to rent the whole inn because of the COVID thing. But so, uh, so I'm going up all these stairs, and I'm like huffing and puffing. I don't want anybody to see me. Almost like a kid sometimes putting my. Within a week, though, I was starting to go up the stairs like an adult again. And then within two weeks, you know, and so it it is true. People live longer who have stairs. So we well, need to we keep dogs. moving, right? We've had dogs all the time. So oh. that was three times a day. Four times a day. You, know, you live longer if you have a dog. You know, I don't have a dog. My dog died a few years ago. I'm thinking about getting uh, another one. Oh, you get another one. No more. Yeah. They break your heart. Yes, they do. Yeah, but, but they're so but, worth but, it. But another one needs you. So you can say that break your heart. I understand, but that, that's put, but someone else, your dog would want to go, go adopt another one. Well, listen, I want to thank you guys. Really great to meet you. I hope you all come back, and you don't have to be involved in a play. If you want to talk about show business or something else, just contact me, okay? You're very kind. Thank no, you. No, thank you. You guys are forgetting, forgetting up early and coming in here. So the show starts on the 16th. The 12th. The 12th. Yes. And if you want tickets, go to the Theater Guild. I don't know what their website is. They do uh, have a website. I yeah. think I just Google it. VBTG. Barrow Beach Theater Guild. VBTG. But everybody orders their tickets online these days. The number, in case you want it, is 772-562-8300. 562-8300. Calendar girls, get your tickets because they're going to be hard to come by. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you for coming. I hope thank you enjoyed you so yourselves. Much, thank, thank you so much, Thank you. All right. All right. Very God much. bless.